Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. It is so good to see all of you here today in church. And as in times of old, you know, we are always supposed to wear our Sunday best when we come to church. But you know, thanks to Singapore's sweltering heat of 38 degrees Celsius, and I think last week we hit 39 degrees, right? You know, we aren't in our formal dressing of suits and tie, but although it is good to dress up a little for church, huh? Pastor reminds us every time. But actually, the next best thing is to bring on our smiles. Can I ask each and every one of you turn to your neighbors and give each other our brightest smiles, our Sunday best smiles. Okay, and for those of you online, you know, we don't forget you as well. We also bring you warm greetings from each and every one of us here worshipping in a church. And we hope that you can join us physically in the coming weeks ahead so that we can also meet each other face to face. And while we can see each other's smiles here and you can see our smiles, we would love to also see yours. And perhaps at this time, I will again introduce myself. If you didn't catch just now what Pastor said, my name is Audrey. And yes, I have been in this church since I was 12. And for those who have journeyed with me, you will know that God has blessed me with a beautiful family of five. And usually, I'm not standing right here. Usually, I'm standing right over there because, you know, I am a worship leader or support singer for the worship team. But today, it is a tradition for us in the Methodist Church of Singapore. We celebrate Laity Sunday. As Pastor has mentioned, we don't wear the collar, so we are laity. Laity meaning you and me. Whereas clergy refers to pastors, the people ordained for religious duties in our church. So actually, the pastors are not supposed to be here today. But as you can see, PIC is here keeping watch over us. So that, you know, when the cat is away, the mice comes out to play, but cannot. Today cannot. Let's be serious. You know, uh, we must share the word of God today. And I thank the church for and our pastors for giving me this opportunity as the lay leader to share God's word today. Similarly to last year, if you remember last year who was preaching here, it was our current LCC chairman. We have passed now it pass it now to me. And similarly to last year, all lay leaders from our 21 track churches are encouraged to share on the same topic. And the topic selected by the track board of laity for this year is going deeper with God. This aligns with our church team for this year, mission with the master, as we need to go deeper with God, to know him, understand his thoughts and will for our lives. Only then will we be able to carry out the mission that God has for each and every one of us. So in my sharing today on how we can grow deeper with God, I will be dividing the sermon into three parts. Recognizing God, journeying with God, serving God. And I will also be taking reference from the three scripture verses provided by the track board of laity. And I hope you can encourage me as I stand right here and read together with me all the scripture verses, all right? Okay, Jeremiah 29, 13. Let us read this together. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Philippians 3, chapter 12, verse to 14. 
Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And the last scripture verse for today, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Together, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, truly it is good to be in the house of God together in this beautiful Sunday morning. As we dwell deeper into your word today, we invite the Holy Spirit to help us open our eyes to see you, Lord. Open our ears to hear you, Lord. And open our hearts to receive your precious truths this day. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. And earlier on, I mentioned that God has blessed me with a family of five. Here is a picture of my family from my left. Uh, from, from your left, I think. <laughs> All right. My husband, Hing, myself, and my three beautiful children. Number two, my number two, I call her my number two, Alethea. My eldest, Aaron, and my youngest, Erin. My youngest daughter is taking her O-levels this year. And recently, the question on which JC to choose has been in a discussion, and a vibrant discussion in my family, I might add. You know, it was like this JC, that JC, this polytechnic, this polytechnic, and she cannot decide. And it became such a discussion in my family that I have decided to call a family conference. You know what is a family conference? I convened a family conference because she could not decide what she should do. And this was especially so, you need to call a family conference because my children are already quite old, as you can see. And they all have different schedules. You can never get them, you know, all together at the same time. Our main communication is WhatsApp. Main communication is Telegram. And, you know, and I see the smiles on your faces, right? All the parents and grandparents here, you know what I mean, right? WhatsApp, WhatsApp, they can get them, right? Yeah, but... You know, for serious matters, I will convene a conference. I even set out the agenda for discussion. And so, back to my girl who was choosing her JC. You know, while she has all her own thoughts on which JC to choose, you know, she was still uncertain and has searched online, get information from her peers, and she, but she still could not decide. Yet, with all this, she recognizes that despite being able to obtain all information, she still has her family to go to whom she trusts and whom loves her. She's prepared and wants to go deeper with the family before making her choice. Similarly for us, when you want to go deeper with someone, surely you want to know who is that someone. Is this person trustable? Would you want to go deeper with someone if it's somebody you don't trust? Isn't it? If we are to start go deeper with God, we must first recognize who God is who God is to us and why we would want to go deeper with Him. So first and foremost, my friends, 
Let us recognize who God is. And it is simply that God is the creator of all things. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. And in Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. From these verses, my favorite actually from the book of John, we can glean three attributes of God. That He is omnipotent, omnipresent and omniscient. Omnipotent. Our God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. In verse 3, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Our God is the Creator God who made all things. He is all-powerful. God is omniscient. In verses 4 and 5, In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. God knows all things since He is life itself, the light that shines in the darkness. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. And this is shown in verses 1 and 2, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. God is present everywhere. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and Omega. These three omni-attributes of God characterize Him as all-powerful, all-knowing, and present everywhere. Together, they define God's Lordship and they yield a rich understanding of creation, providence, and salvation. So we know that our Creator God, being omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, is one so powerful, all-knowing, and present everywhere. Surely, He is a God that we can trust. He is a God that we want to go deeper with. And you know, furthermore, our God loves us so much that He gave His only Son to die on the cross for our sins. In John 3, 16-17, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So who would you choose to go deeper with when walking life's path, in the good times and the bad? Who? Can we trust but God alone? While we recognize that our God is the creator of all things, He is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, who loves us so much, we will be able to trust Him and will want to journey on with our lives with such a good God. So let us seek God with all our hearts. And He promises us that we will find Him if we seek Him. For it says in Jeremiah 29, 13, which we have read earlier on as the first scripture verse for this morning, You will seek Me and find Me 
when you seek me with all your heart. As we recognize God and wish to seek God with all our hearts, we will find him. And this is the beginning of our journey with him. And this leads me to the second point of my sermon today, which is journeying with God. How can we go deeper with God as we journey with Him? And we can journey with God with two points. We can journey with God through the Word and through prayer. We know the Bible contains the Word of God. Paul, the Apostle, says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So as we journey with God, we will need to study the scriptures, to know God and his will for our lives. And in this manner, every step of the way in our lives, we can and we'll go deeper with our Lord. And you know, as we go down life's path, in any pathway, we will need a light. And this light, which is reflected in the verse Psalm 119, 105, our favorite verse, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. We will need the word of God, the light, to shine and guide us as we journey with God. Having established that we will need the Word of God to go deeper with Him, how can then we receive the Word? So for all of us here, we come on Sundays, whether physically or online, we receive the Word of God uh, through the preaching from the pulpit. Many of us in this church also join cell groups and where we come together to fellowship and learn the Word of God together. And I have to be frank, of course, we makan fellowship much more. But yes, pastor, we still learn the Word of God huh, in ourselves. So I urge those of you who wish to join the cell, if you have not joined the cell, to contact any of the church leaders, PTM, Selena, or even the pastors for more information on joining a cell. Our church also offers many resources to help us journey with God through the Word. You know, if you have not been on our church website, our church website is very vibrant. There's many information there. You can go to the church website to find resources to guide us, like the Read the Bible in One Year program, or learning about the devotional method SOAP. How many of you remember beginning of this year, Pastor Anthony preached to us to teach us about using SOAP S stands for scripture, O stands for observation, A stands for application, P stands for prayer. And this can be used as a tool for us to spend time with the Lord, reading His Word, reflecting, journaling, and then praying. Truly, prayer is also another important aspect as we journey with God. As we dwell more with God through the Word, we must not forget about prayer and its significance and importance in the whole scheme of journeying with God. So how many of you remember this old hymn? Prayer is the soul's sincere desire. The lyrics of these two verses goes like this, and let me read it. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire, unuttered, unexpressed, the motion of a hidden fire that trembles 
in the breast. Prayer is the Christian's vital breath, the Christian's native air, his watchword at the gates of death. He enters heaven with prayer. There are many beautiful verses in this beautiful hymn written by James Montgomery in 1818. And although it is written so long ago, the words reveal the significance of prayer as we journey with God. Prayer is our life source. Prayer is our connection to God. As the verse says, prayer is the Christian's vital breath without which we will expire. And this statement truly reflects the importance of prayer in our journey with God. So some of you may ask, how can we pray? How can we even start to pray? And one way is to join our church as we pray weekly in prayer room through Zoom every Thursday night. Or join join us in prayer and praise where our prayer intercessors meet on the third Wednesday of every month for a time of seeking God in prayer and worship, you know, up at level 4, Joshua Chapel at 8pm. You can also pray along with the rest of the church in your own time through the monthly prayer meal. The monthly prayer meal collates all the prayer requests from all church members as well as friends. And so we can still pray along with each and everyone in the church in your own time. Sometime back, I remember I read a book written by Edmund Chan. Edmund Chan, he's the leadership mentor of CEFC, Covenant Evangelical Free Church. And the book is entitled, Growing Deep in God, Integrating Theology and Prayer. In this book, he elaborates on the significance of prayer as we journey with God. The significance of prayer to service. The significance of prayer to our soul. As well as the centrality of prayer in the life of Christ, whom we model after. And I quote, Rather than merely satisfying our spiritual appetite, prayer enlarges it. True prayer cultivates a deep spiritual hunger and draws us deeper into God. Unquote. True prayer will cultivate a deep spiritual hunger that will draw us deeper into God. Truly, this tells us and reminds us the importance of prayer in our journey with God. The apostles of Christ understood their apostolic priorities. You know, as it says in Acts chapter 6 verse 4, we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. So are we modeling after the apostles? Are we following after the apostles to put before us to prioritize and understand the apostolic priorities of devoting ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. As we journey with God in mission with the Master, let us remember to study the word diligently and pray earnestly. Armed with the word and prayer, we can press on forward with our journey with God. Press on toward the goal which God has called us to. And this is affirmed in our second scripture, which we read together earlier on, in Philippians 3, chapter 12 to 14. 
not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let us press on forward in our journey with God as we go deeper with Him. And so finally, I have reached my last, a third point in going deeper with God. And I hope all of you are still with me and are able to follow me. Oh, no sound. <laughs> You know, I am not theologically trained. I am also not a preacher by training too. I am only a lay person just like all of you seated there, as well as those who are online. And I can only share through my experience with God how He has touched my life and how He has worked in my life and how the Holy Spirit has guided me every step of the way. So I hope all of you are able to follow me. What's my first point? First point being... Recognizing God. Second point is journeying with God. You see, it's the mother in me, you know, mother of three. So finally, truly, let's come to my last point in serving God. As we recognize who God is, journaling with Him, journeying with Him, we must put all this into action by serving Him. What does it mean to serve God? It actually just means to serve others. In the parable of the sheep, and the girls, Jesus said, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Matthew 25 verse 40. When you do something that makes someone else's life better in one way or another, you are already serving God. But it's not easy to serve God. It is not easy to find the time. In this busy life we have here in Singapore, most of us are already struggling, facing an uphill task on work-life balance. Just in the papers on Monday, the issue of work-life balance has been raised as a struggle for most millennials. And it reads, it is their turn to be leaders at the workplace. But no matter how hard they paddle, there seems to be no end to the race and no end to making more money. So millennials who are at the age of 27 to 42, from the generation to come of age at the start of the 21st century, are redefining, and I repeat that, are redefining success as a masterful juggle of work and leisure rather than a fat paycheck. The millennials are aware and awakened they are redefining the, their success as a juggle between work and leisure, not just work alone to get the fat paycheck. And how about us? Are we redefining our success in our lives as going deeper with God to serve Him? Will we take God more seriously and serve Him when He calls? You know, as we look at work-life balance, Maybe allow me to add in this new entity of service. Will we now juggle between work, life, and service balance? 
put in this entity of service in our lives. And when we make this a success, it will bring us deeper with God. And as I look back on my journey here in Amokyo Methodist Church, I have been here more than about maybe 20 to 30 years, and yes, I am already in the Majula package. Okay, I proudly declare, I am already in the Majula package. I, I have served in this church, have been in this church for more than 20 to 30 years. And I remember starting to serve in small areas, first in the youth ministry, and thereafter I joined the choir while I was in the JC. And then slowly I built up my confidence and became the worship leader, and I started to serve LCEC in my late 20s. Being trained as a civil engineer, I was later called to serve in the redevelopment of the church and also in the property management committee. And I assure you, there were many, many times, many times when I was confronted, you know, with time management and I could not serve and I, I thought that I should, could not be able to serve the Lord. You know, and the questions that come to me was, where do I find to serve Him now that I'm working? And when the kids came, you know, number one, number two, number three, you know, consecutively, you know, I said, how? How can I serve the Lord when I have children and I have work? You know, and I tried to siam, you know, I tried to siam, you know, Hokkien term. Siam is a Hokkien term, which means avoid. How many of you were in uh, service, our 45th anniversary service last week? You know, we were our president, Stanley, he was in the service and you know, he used so many Hokkien's right during the sermon and I told myself, today I must use some Hokkien. So I used one Hokkien word, siam, okay? So siam as in to avoid, yes, I tried to siam when people call me to serve and I said that I needed to tend to my children after work. At that time, my husband was also in LCC and I, I simply love and conveniently use this excuse that, you know, one in the family serving God is enough. One is enough. And I send my better half. <laughs> you know, but God has other plans. You know, our God is such a good, good God. You know, every time I find an excuse to stop serving Him, God sent brothers and sisters in Christ. And you know, who you are in our church. You surrounded me. You encouraged me. At every stage of my life, when I'm brought down low by problems in the family or at work, God brought angels, angels as in wise counsels to pray with me and alongside me to lift me up. Some even helped on, on family matters, especially when my children were in a children ministry. Help me on family matters so that I could continue to serve God in this church. So I encourage all of you, brothers and sisters in Christ, step up to serve God when He calls you. He will surround you with people every step of the way. And I tell you, that is the beauty of being in the church of God. And that is the beauty of being in the family of God because we are in this together. The clergy has their part to play. The laity, each and every one of us, have a part to play. God calls us to serve Him. And we will walk alongside each other. We will encourage each other as we continue to serve our Lord. And God will also send His Holy Spirit to guide us, help us, as we continue to try to balance work, life, and service unto Him. In serving God, 
God will also not leave you unable or do not have that ability to serve Him, but rather God will equip you for the work at hand. In Ephesians 4, 11, 13, it says, So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip His people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So truly, as we journey with God in service, when He calls us to serve, be assured that He will equip us, walk alongside us, send us brothers and sisters in Christ to help us along the way and journey with us. Serving is the greatest use of your time. If you want to make an impact, you want to leave a legacy, the greatest use, the highest use of your time is to serve God by serving others. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. God affirms us as we present ourselves to God, a worker who is approved and need not be ashamed in any way. So some of you may say, where God is not speaking to me, I do not know where I can serve. You know, you may be asking ourselves, where then can we serve? And today, we, even though in all the Methodist churches in Singapore, we celebrate Lady Sunday, in our own home church, Amokyo Methodist Church, we are celebrating SGSOA. You all got a sticker, right? Sticker? SGSOA, which means serve God serve one another. And this is an annual event. We celebrated this also last year. That's organized by the Worship and Music Ministry. Every Lady Sunday, they organize this. And the purpose of this event is to thank everyone for their service unto God in this church and to encourage more church members to step up and serve Him. Similarly to last year after service, please don't just zoom out straight through the door, but join us for a time of fellowship over at the Amstutz Hall. There will be booths and there will be stalls for both food as well as uh, ministry service opportunities. Our ministry ambassadors will be there. Do approach them. They are the one with the bigger sticker than this one. And they will be able to give you all the information you need about what, how and where you can serve in our church. Brothers and sisters, I have been in this church for many years, as I've mentioned, and I can tell you there is need in this church for all of you to step up when God calls you. There is need in the children ministry. There is need in the youth ministry. There is need in all of the ministries so that the church can function well and strong to all God be the glory. I urge you, brothers and sisters in Christ, when God calls you, step up to serve. So in conclusion, my final slide, let us go deeper with God. Let us want and yearn to go deeper with God, recognizing God that He is the Creator and Lord of all, journeying with God in both the Word and prayer, serving God, step up and serve Him when He calls, serve Him to build and go deeper in our relationship with Him. 
Come, let us pray. As we take this time of quietness before our Lord, let us now come humbly before Him. Come humbly before Him. Take this time to reflect upon our lives. Our God has been a good, good God. He has been journeying with us all this while. He has been faithful in so many ways, loving us, guiding us, never forsaking us, even when we do go astray. So as we continue the journey with Him, is God calling you into a deeper relationship with Him? Is He asking you to give Him more time daily, know Him better, pray with Him daily, or perhaps to join a cell group or Bible study to go deeper with God in His Word? Or is God calling you to serve and you are hesitant due to time constraint? Let's take this time of quietness and let God speak to each and every one of us. For God knows our heart. Father, our Heavenly Father, we are in awe of your grace. Truly, you have been faithful while we have been faithless. Help us, Lord, to recognize that you are Lord of all and that we can completely rely on you. Help us to journey with you day by day in our lives so that we can align with your will for us and help us to step up and serve when you call, trusting that you will make the pathway straight before us as we serve by equipping us, guiding us, and helping us with good time management. But in all things, O oh Lord, remind us to stay humble with the heart of a servant. For as we have received the salvation of Christ, it is no longer I, but Christ living in us, so that we can follow you and serve you all the days in our lives for eternity. And in all this, Lord, we can do all this so that we can see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, and follow thee more nearly, day by day. In Christ's most precious name we pray. Amen.